morning, everyone. Bright and early. <laughs> what do you mean early? It's late already. No, it's Okay, let's get let's get right to it. Yesterday's daf was daf. Hey, today is daf vav, and we are on the topic we've uh, made very early on in this masechta a left turn onto a completely different topic, but it does. It's me Indian the Indian both Indian does connect to uh the mitzvah of uh Yibum because we're talking about the idea of say positive, overriding negative. Where's the whole idea? Where does it come from? What's the basis for it? We started off right at the top of the page on the hey, and we said, Okay, look, we may have we may have a source from Titis um that can be Shatnis as a source for say in general. Okay? Um, but uh, that's because, according to the school of Rabbi Shmuel, the uh, words Semeropishtim are superfluous because it's always Semeropishtim, even if it doesn't say it. Any use of the word Beged, by definition, is Semeropishtim. Okay, then, okay, we got it. But um, um, where do the rabbis who don't hold like that, so therefore the Semeropishtim is not Mufne, so it's not available to... Um, to teach you so they learned it from we tried, the next, the first try was from the laws of the Mitzorah the Mitzorah has a special requirement in the purification process of the Mitzorah person who has Taras and now he wants to purify himself he, I guess he got better so he, he shaves off his head and um, uh, and uh, and uh, the, I mean, that's a problem because the hair what the hair on the head, the words, right, everything, all the hair on his body, basically. But it singles out head. Why would it single out head? The reason why we're singling out head is because it's able to, I don't know if that's the right Kamara. You have to bring one. Okay. You have to study Steinfeld's. Okay. Um, so, so the question is... Um, uh, what if, I mean, isn't that a problem? If we're shaving the hair on the head, so then basically you're going to be cutting his payas off. And that's one of the prohibitions. And what do you see? That uh, the Pasuk is saying that uh, this mitzvah, positive mitzvah, is going to override the negative prohibition. So um, the Gemara says, um, uh, so... Basically, again, and for, in order to make this make sense as a as a source of Asid Chalosa, you have to say that a kafas kolarosh shma kafa, which means that uh, that itself is a question. It's machlokas. If one shaves the entire hair all over his head, mm-hmm. is that called cutting off his payas? Or do you say no? When you shave the entire head, maybe that's not really the issue. Um, anyway, be that as it may, uh, because it's only an iser if you're leaving the hair above that and then you're cutting the payas part, the sideburns. So anyway, but let's assume that it is, as long as you're cutting your sideburns, that's already a problem, even if you're cutting everything else as well. So then we have over here a positive overriding a negative, and we basically know that Asis Dochelose. So the Gemara says that's not a good raya because the love of Hakafa is what we would call a lav she'enu shava bakol, because actually women are not obligated in Hakafa. They do not have this prohibition. So it's a weaker love than the typical. So maybe anase can be docha such a love, but we don't see that it can be docha all love. So the Gemara says, well, 
We can learn it from another part of this pasuk, same drasha, connected. There's a mitzvah to shave all the hair on the body, including the beard. And you're shaving it with a razor, mind you. And uh, we know that pasuk says by the kahanim, parshas emar, opas zekonam lo yigalechu, that there's a prohibition shaving the beard with the razor of, uh, uh, of the beard of the kahanim. Now, of course, that's true for Why all... All, all Yisrael, everyone is not allowed to use. Why do you with a knife? Why is it Razor. Razor. What do you mean? What's well, well, the basis? What's the Hebrew with a knife? We don't have an explanation of it. It's a Gzeris HaKosov. It's a decree of the Torah. It's one of the things. So we use, we use a shaver that's really like a scissors or something like that. That's a different story. But to use a blade, that's prohibited. That's Da'alacham. That's what it is. Now, um, and it's not only Kohanim, but, but the Pasuk happens to be talking about Kohanim. Anyway, the bottom line is, what if you have a Kohen who's a Mitzorah? Is he, a lot of, um, is he required in this purification process to use the razor all over his body, including his beard? So the answer is, indeed, yes. Okay? Um, and uh, what does that see? See, it overrides. Now, of course, that's also a lav sheinu shava bakol, because women do not have this prohibition. But it, we already know that. Why does it bring Kohen Metzorah? What's the advantage of Kohen? Because the Pasuk happens to be talking about a Kohen. Oh, the, the Pasuk, okay. The Pasuk of Loi Galecho happens to be talking about a Kohen. Okay. I know that, uh, that Gary is interesting. He's like, he says since he's a Kohen, he, um, is there, well, somebody he, told him he should have it. So I'm not like talk by him. No, 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 no. He specifically was told that, that there's an extra <laughs> requirement kind of to grow a beard as a Kohen. That's what he did. <laughs> seriously, no. I mean, think he took it seriously. Yeah, I'm just saying. I know. Was this, what? That's a sad subject. That's, is, that, is that the end of I don't. I don't know. Somebody told him. I. I didn't. I wasn't the one who told, told him. him. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> okay. I hear it. It makes sense. There is an extra love that's talking to the Quranim that says not to shave the beard. So I'm not saying it. Okay. Anyhow. I was told. Okay. Okay. All right, anyway, so um, that's the story. Anyway, bottom line is, we have a rule that if it's em eno inyan for a lav she eno shavabakol, so then teneo inyan lav she shavabakol, because it's, otherwise it's repetitive. So that we, we can see that it says dochalose. Now, the problem with this is um, the reason why it's not, uh, not good enough is because we still need it, because you might think that since the Pasuk happens to be talking about Kohanim, and Kohanim have extra measure of, of a lot of more Yisurim that regular Yisraelim do not have, so you might think their Lavim have a higher level of requirement, and therefore you need to single the Kohanim out and tell you that even they, the Asay, is able to override a Lav that's, that's, that's particular to Kohanim. Anyway, the point being is, it's not able to, be, to, to learn out from there to all Asay Dochalosay, so we said, okay, well, let's go back to a different drasha. There's a drasha from Rosho that says also by the same, the same mitzvah of a, of a mitzvah, but it says that, you, tar, that we know that by a nazir is a pasuk, tar lo yavar al Rosho. He's not allowed to use or cut, cut any of his hair. And now what if he's a, a nazir that's also mitzvah? So now is he obligated in his purification process to cut his hair even though he's a nazir? And the answer is, yes, he is. That's what it's singling out, Rosho. Now, how is that? That's a positive mitzvah overriding the negative prohibition. So the Gemara says, well, that's a, there is a pircha to that as well. That's not a good source. And the reason why is because a Nazir Mitzorah can 
un- uproot his whole status of a Nazir. Okay. Because after all, you, it's, it's Yeshno B'She'ela. He could go to a Besden of three and said, had I known, I never would have accepted this. Um, whatever. Had I known, I'm going to be a Mitzorah. So the point being is, what? Yes, right. But the point being is, is that it didn't occur to him that uh, that was a possibility, right? So anyway, the point being is, it's possible to 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 uproot it with by a best of three. Anyway, the point being is, um, and and it definitely you're going to say that it is an exception. The reason why is because um, we know that Allah is the end. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, that essay is only dochalosa. It's not dochalosa the essay. And over here, the prohibition of the Nazir to shave his head is both a negative prohibition as well as a positive mitzvah to grow out his hair. Gadel Peres Arosho. So it's a positive mitzvah plus a negative. Never do we find an essay dochalosa the essay. And yet, here we are saying that the mitzvah of, 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 uh, uh, Mitzorah, you know, purification process is going to override that. Bottom line is, it's obviously exception over there, and it's not a basis. And we're back to square one. How do you know? I say according to the Rabbana. So we went back to. Okay, we went back to the first pasuk. Okay, like okay, maybe maybe we were too quick to leave tzitzis. Okay, so let's go back to tzitzis, and. Um, it's uh, again. What was the whole problem in Tzitzis, according to the rabbis? That we thought we had extra words from Tzemer Pishtim, but they, to them, it's very necessary to know that Shanis is only by Tzemer Pishtim. So it wasn't extra for them. So we're looking for some mufness, some basis that it's extra. So we said, look, it, it says um, it could have just said Tzitzis Tasaluch. Why does it say Gedilim? Isn't that itself enough of an indication that it's Mufne? By using an unusual word. So Gmar says, that's not good enough because Gedilim is actually teaching us Halacha. It's telling you how many strings. A Gedil is a, is a tassel. That's what a Gedil means. And, uh, by, but, you know, so, and that's what it's saying. That it's, by saying Gedil, that's already two because um, a minimum tassel is two. And then saying, gedil, and saying again um, Gidilim, uh, so that's another two. So that's how you know that there are four strings in the tzitzis that you loop through, and it becomes eight. And that's what we do in our tzitzis. Anyway, point being is it's not extra. So the Gemara says, okay, but maybe it could have just said Lo Silbash Shatnez Semru Pishtim, because we have to know that it's Semru Pishtim. What is the word Yachtov doing? Maybe that's extra. So the Gemara says, no, Yachtov tells you that you're only going to be chayv when you do two stitches. It has to be a double stitch. If it goes one loop through, that you could just slip all the way through. That's not the chiyuv of, it has to be a stitch that's sort of going to stay. So that's why it's an in and out type of thing. Anyway, it has to be shteit chivos, chivos pushing through the garment. Anyway, the point being is, uh, only then it's a chibor, less than that it's not a chibor. Um, so that's how we know, uh, that's how we know that we need the yachtav to indicate at what point are you chayiv shanis. Point being, it's not extra. The Gemara says, well, it could have just said, Why does it have to say Shatnes? So the Gemara says, well, Shatnes also is necessary, because Shatnes says um, that it is a, is a contracted word, the word Shatnes, which means Shua Tavi Vinoz, which means that each, um, each, each one has to be spun separately, spun, uh, uh, combed, spun, and 
um, and and woven. That's where the chiv is. Okay, so uh, the, the garment that we're attaching the other species to. Okay, so point being is even shanis. So the gemara says, you know what? Let's go back to shanis. Everything is really coming out of shanis because it could have just said lo silbash kelayim tzemro pishtim. Um, and the use of the word shanis is enough to also teach us this idea that I say, that I say, that it's mufneh that I say it's a it's a unique new word. Anyway, bottom line is, um, we are um, okay. So that's the the bottom line is we finally have ase alone. Now back to our question, which is um, again, how do we get into this? It's related to yibum because yibum the mitzvah yibum is um, it has the word aleha on it. It also has the word aleha by achos isha, and we learn from there that the. Don't think that because I have a mitzvah sibum, that should override the negative prohibition of achos isha. Now, achos isha is not only a negative prohibition, and, and that's what the pasuk, if not for that pasuk that tells you that, I might have thought that the yibum would override achos isha. Now, the question is, why would I have thought that? That's a uh, that's a yesh bokares. The iser to marry one's uh, wife's sister is an iser kares. So what, how can we even have a hava mina? On what basis would we need the pasuk, the extra word of Allah, to tell you not to do Yibam in this case? I would anyway know not to do Yibam in this case, because it's an extra love that has kares, and even though this is an asay, an asay is not tocha, a love sheesh kares. That's the question. So the Gemara says, maybe let's learn it from Mila. Why? Because Mila, what is that? Mila is an asay, mitzvah asay, and it overrides Shabbos, which has kares attached to it. You do Mila on the eighth day, even though it's Shabbos. So you see that I say is dochalos say sheish bokaris, and that's why we need this pasuk to tell you don't say that here. Question is, is that mila is something mm-hmm. unique about mila? Mila has thirteen covenants attached to the mitzvahs mila that gives it. Covenants. Yes, it says bris thirteen times in the parsha when it introduces the mitzvah bris mila. So it's a very special mitzvah. You can't just automatically extend it to everything uh, to to other mitzvahs. I say. It's not like Yibam doesn't have 13 covenants attached to it. So the point <coughs> thing is, you shouldn't be able to learn from Mila. So the Gemara says, okay, let's learn from Pesach. Mitzvah's Pesach doesn't have 13 covenants attached to Pesach, and yet it overrides Shabbos. If the 14th of Nisan comes out on a Shabbos, you're allowed to shech the animal, even though that's a transgression of Shabbos. It's a lav sheish bukharis, and the mitzvah, mitzvah's say of Pesach, of Shechitas Pesach, is overriding that. So the Gemara says, that's also not a good riot, because the mitzvah of bringing Korm Pesach also has curse attached to it. If you don't bring your Korm Pesach, um, then you'll be Chayv Kares. So the Gemara says, okay, let, we can't learn from Pesach. What about the Korban Tamid? Korban Tamid is not have Kares attached to it, and it's not have 13, doesn't have 13 covenants attached to it, and yet we have to bring the daily sacrifice even on Shabbos. And of course, the process is a full transgression of Ilkha Shabbos. You're slaughtering, it's a lesson in that. All the different things that you're doing wrong, the skinning of the animal, all these processes that we do on Shabbos for the Korban Tamid is definitely a transgression of Shabbos in general, except it overrides. So the positive mitzvah overrides a negative, even though the negative is with karis attached to it. So the Gemara says, okay, uh, but that's also not a good riot because a Tamid is Tadir. It's a, all the time, every single day. So that's maybe also exceptional. The point being is Yivam is not really like that and doesn't have any of these extra qualities. So we're back to square one.
So the Gemara says, you know what? Maybe we can't learn it from just one source that says but we could learn it from a combination because each of these has something special about it that's unique to it. But it's not this. But usually, when you have a combination of two things, you can say, well, it's not the unique thing. Maybe it's just the, you could look at the common denominator. So let's do the same thing over here. Let's say say is dochalosa say sheyesh bo kares. And how do I know that? Not from just one pesach. Or, or Mila, but you put a combination together. The problem with that is, is that, let's, okay, so far we have Pesach, Mila, and, and Tamid. Problem is, is that whichever two you put together, I'll tell you that there's something special about the, just those two, that it couldn't be extrapolated elsewhere. So let's put Pesach and Mila together. Well, guess what? They both have something special that's the same thing. They both have Karis attached to it. Mila, person doesn't do bris Mila, he, there's a Karis attached to that. Pesach also has a curse attached to that. So there, that's something that's unique. The positive mitzvah is, is extra special. Let's say you're going to learn it. So that's, that's why we reject that one. So you want to learn it from, let's say, uh, Pesach and Tamid. That's also not good because Pesach and Tamid are both carbon related. Something special about carbonus. So maybe you can't extrapolate it elsewhere. What do you want to learn it from Mila and Tamid? Mila, that's the only other option. That's the only other combination. Well, Mila and Tamid is, uh, were both there before the Dibor. Um, uh, because we got it before Matan Torah, before Harsinai. We had a few mitzvahs. That are, and bris is one of them, as well as uh, uh, korban tamid is one of them, Shabbat and that's korban tamid. Korban tamid was also according to the mandiamar. Well, not done yet. Okay. According to mandiamar, that the ola that the that the Jews brought in the midbar was an ola's tamid. Anyway, point being is all of them. When you think about it, pesach too. Well, the mitzvah korban pesach was also before uh, before matan Torah. So basically, any, any of these were all old. So anyway, the bottom line is, um, and that's, therefore, we're again back to square one. Why would I even think that it says, say, you can't learn it from any of these? So the answer is, is that we're trying a brand new mitzvah. Maybe we can learn it from Kibbut Avaim. Why? Because Kibbut Avaim, you might think that the, the Pasuk says, it's Brisa, brings down this drasha. You might think that Kibbut Avaim should override Shabbos. Uh, that's why the Pasuk says, Ish What does that mean? You're all obligated to listen to my honor. Okay? If in your parents. So therefore, if your father tells you to transgress Shabbos, and that's what I'm commanding you to do as my, as my son, so that's Kibbutz, as, as your being son, so you don't listen to him, because Hashem said, he is chayv to listen to Hashem, and I'm chayv to listen to Hashem, so we're all chayv in Hashem's honor, and therefore we give the Shabbos, even though the parent says not to. Okay? So, yes? Why are we comparing Yibum to the other, this uh, important mitzvah? The whole idea of Yibum is because Yibum is a mitzvah asay. Right? Positive mitzvah. And we have, talking about the forbidden, remember the 15 women that we listed in the first Mishnah, those are arayos. They're prohibited to this person. And the question is, why, and how do you know that you don't do Yibum even though they're that relative? The answer is because of the special pasuk of Aleha. If not for that, by, that's written by Yachos Isha, that tells you that we don't do the mitzvahs yibum in cases where, where there's an extra prohibition. The question is, why would I have thought that that extra prohibition has, 
excision attached to it, to marry my sister-in-law, is a Torah-level prohibition that has kares. Why, would I, why do I need an extra puzzle to tell you that? So again, we're, we're, it's an example of an assay that's being docha, that's trying to override a losa sevese. That's how we got into this topic. Okay? It's an example of assay docha losa in a sense. So that's where, this is where we're middle of, okay? So we're getting, again, obviously, we're exploring all Aseidochalosteis in the process, but that's Ase how it ties in. I generally, Asei is Dochalosteis, but not Alosteis Pokaris. That's the point. All right. So now, we're on the, we're on the cusp of today's daf. Um, basically, almost there. Um, so basically, uh, we see is, is that it's talking even if he says you, even if the father says shech me my animal, cook for me some food, you still don't do it. Now, obviously, if he tells you to do that, that's a lav sheish bokaris. Why do I need a pasuk to tell you that the mitzvahs I say of kibbutz should maybe override a lav sheish bokaris? Okay, it must be that that generally it is, but the Torah is saying not over here. Okay, so that means that I say is dochalos sheish bokaris. So the Gemara says, "Lo," and that's what we answered. Maybe what the father's asking you to do is go plow the field with the animal. We're, you're not actually transgressing the high-level lav of the Torah because you're not doing an action. You're just leading the animal along, and the animal's doing all the work. Now, that's also a prohibition on Shabbos, to have the animal work for you on Shabbos, but it's only a lav. It's not a lav sheish pokaris. So maybe that's what daddy asked you to do. And that's what the Torah is saying. Don't listen. I knew anyway not to listen to my father for the losa sheish pokaris. If he asked me to shecht an animal or a cook. Because that's mamish for sure. That no, I say is not docha then. But I say is docha regular lav. So that's, the, that's really where the story, that's where, we, that's where we got up to yesterday. And um, that's the question now. Let's... Can we just stop?